we're live. Doesn't matter. <laughs> welcome to Tessa Talks. It is the third week. <laughs> it is the third week. Okay, welcome to the Tessa Talks podcast, folks. My name is Dax. This is, like my guest says, it is the third week of June. I almost said May or March. Thanks for watching, folks. Thanks for joining us. If you're listening and if you're watching, it doesn't matter. I'm just glad you're you're joining us. We have a special guest here tonight. Uh, of course, we have uh, Franklin's joining us from Mother Frunker, but we have a special guest here tonight. His name is DJ from Tesla Tidbits. Welcome to the show, DJ. Thank you kindly for inviting me. Good no, to be here. No, thanks for, for coming on and helping us out. Now, if I call you Richard, don't <laughs> ask me where that came from, but if I call you Richard throughout the night, I apologize, and people listening at home or watching at home, uh, I don't get confused because I'm confused too. <laughs> okay, before we get, you know, just before we got on, we were saying, you know, we have a light... Uh, uh, news list a handful of stuff to talk about but then in the last hour these guys i've been too busy doing other stuff but uh these guys told me there's some interesting things that came out in the last hour so we're gonna get to that in a little bit but before that just want to give you do a little uh housekeeping things if you have any questions and you're watching this live on youtube just ask your question down below in the comments. So we're going to be monitoring the comments section. And if your question, uh, which I've never, have we ever, Franklin, have we ever had a question that we uh, never answered? No, we, we've we, answered all of them. Yes. We, we always answer. Sometimes our answers aren't great. No, but we, we attempt to answer all the questions. That's what's important, right? Yes. That's, that's the most important thing. So if you're, watch if you're listening to this at home because you know you can listen to this in your car or while you're doing chores or going for a run or stuff like that because this is on a podcast right so if you're listening to it you and or if you haven't listened to it is what i should say you can listen it you listen to it in your car on tune in radio or um apple podcast system you can download it and play it whenever you want sometimes it's a little long these shows so sometimes you can break it up and come back to uh, when you've got some more time so that's for your convenience. You get the audio experience out of it. You don't get the the uh, visual experience with YouTube. I mean, you can always watch it later, but you don't get it live because, you know, there's some stuff sometimes we talk about and we show interactively. Uh, we, I try to bring up uh, screenshots of websites and tweets and stuff like that, which we've got some tonight. So if you're listening to it, it's almost like, it's in what what is it in the fifties or the sixties where you have to just imagine where where they're like telling stories on on the on the radio. Franklin has no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, without any further ado, you know what? Like I've always said, before we get to the news, I want to take a few minutes, especially our new guests that haven't been on the show before, just to get to know people. You know, it doesn't have to. I I so, I don't believe in just saying, hey, welcome to the show, and you're a new guest, and expect everyone to know who you are and not you know delve into your personal life so dj was nice enough to um uh you know agree to come on and tell us a little bit about himself and bring his uh, credit card out and give us the last four digits and of his credit card so we want to start with your credit card dj it's one 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 <laughs> one 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 i know you don't believe this <laughs> and it um, ends in a two no yeah all, all jokes aside uh let the audience know a little bit about yourself, if you don't mind. Where, sure. where are you from? Uh, so, as I typically say in uh, on, on the show, I if I on the YouTube show that I do occasionally, um, I'm in lovely North Central Ohio. Um, so, North uh, Central it is, Ohio. Yeah, so kind of the middle 
upper third of the state, so to say. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, I've been been doing the Tesla Tidbit show for four years now. Um, my Tesla love started actually long before that um, when I heard and found out about the Roadster, but was like, there's no way I will ever own one of those because that is just way out of my price range. Um, and then Model S came along, and I said the same thing. More on that in a moment. Um, so then Model 3 came around. They announced it, and like the night of the reveal, I found out that they were doing the reveal. I'm like, oh, geez, I got to jump in on this on this live stream and, and see what this is going to be. And like everybody else out there that's probably watching this was just blown away by what Model 3 was. Um, so then I started having to just consume every bit of info that I possibly could. Uh, and, um, in, in an effort to ensure that I didn't like get divorced because my wife was tired of hearing about Tesla. Uh, that's when I started my show. And then a, it'd be about a year and a little over a year after I started my show. Um, so this would have been July of 2017. Uh, I, I couldn't take it anymore. Uh, I was driving a Honda civic LX that had 180,000 miles on it and had about 4,000 dollars worth of maintenance due and i just happened to be perusing the tesla cpo site and i found a 2015 model s 85d that actually had autopilot on it um which at the time finding autopilot on any car on the cpo site was like next to impossible and <laughs> so i called my wife and i said hey i think i'm gonna buy a car uh and so i did so i am the proud owner of a model s 85d in wow. Uh, multi-coat red and yeah it's been great uh, you know be three years owning it next month uh, and I uh, love that car to death I can't can't say I don't have a little bit of buyer's remorse when I see all the folks out there with the newer cars and can actually do all the the cool fun stuff that I can't do with autopilot one but uh, uh, my, my wife is in the market for a car right now and it's down to either a model Y nice. or a Honda pilot uh, and uh, she seems to <laughs> maybe a be big difference. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a small, small difference there, uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, but uh, now the biggest thing, she she really kind of wants a seven seat vehicle. Uh, I pointed out to her that we have a five person family, uh, so we don't really <laughs> seven seats is a luxury. Um, and are you married point, to my know, wife? <laughs> well, sometimes we do go some you know places with other people and be nice to just all go in the same car. Um, we have a so, front. So, <laughs> so I did tweet the other day. I said, uh, "Hey, Elon, it'd be really nice to know, like, soon when that seven seater is going to be available to order, because yeah. my wife would really like it. Yeah. Uh, you get another three thousand dollars from us." Uh, so, yeah, she seems to be leaning to the Model Y, uh, and believe me, she that that's saying a lot for her because I really, really made her tired of hearing about Tesla. Um, so we'll see what she what she does here, but yeah, she's still kind of soliciting feedback from other people that are not Tesla fanatics like myself and seeing what they have to say. She can talk to us. We'll help her out. Oh, I'm sure yeah. you would. <laughs> now, I got a question for you or maybe for your wife. Like, okay, you guys, there's, you're a family of five and I get the whole seven-seater, but has she seen the Cybertruck? That has six seats and I just did a video about the sixth seat in the center. So that's always an option, is it not? Um <laughs> the quote from my wife about the Cybertruck is, if I brought that ugly-ass thing home, then I will expect to be divorced. Okay, wait a minute. Stop. You are married to my wife. 
<laughs> or we're married to the same woman. <laughs> Did she hear me? <laughs> because she down what, Dax? <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna come running down those stairs in a second. <laughs> no, that's um, buddy. That's exactly what my wife thinks about it, but. She's eased up a little bit on it now, so... I told her, I said, there's so many times when we could just use a truck so badly, and if I could have a truck that still has over 300 miles range, or near about 300 miles range, and it's a truck... I, yeah. I don't really like the aesthetics of it either, but you really can't fault the the utility of it and the pricing. True, exactly, yeah. I mean... That's yeah. Anyway, we don't have much Cybertruck news, so we'll take <laughs> Listen, this. Listen, we can always there. talk about Cybertruck. I know, I know. I, Just look behind you. Thought with that background, there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I am like probably the most obsessed person you will meet in terms of the Cybertruck. I cannot wait to Buddy, take delivery. I was driving. Anyways, <laughs> I'm going to sound like such a Tesla nerd by telling this story, so I'm not even going to tell, tell you this. No, story. now we're interested. Okay, towards the end, if we have time. Yes, yes. We're going to do that little... Do you have a little story of the week? Uh, can, can you think of some between now and then? Yeah, yeah, I will. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay, I will save mine till then. Okay, so that's interesting, DJ. You have... Uh, so you don't have a three. You have an S. This, I think you're probably the first... Correct me if I'm wrong, Franklin... Is he the first special guest on on our show that doesn't that didn't have a three? Mm, yeah. Yeah, Correct. I think so. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Oh my! But but so you, no 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 yeah you should be honored because you're rare right? Well, you kind of helped the people who have threes get a three, right? That's how I see it. Um, yep. Yep. Uh, I guess. I mean, I didn't buy it, buy it new, but I guess I did buy it before the three was. No, the three was launched when I bought it, uh, but it was like just launched. You mean launched or revealed? Launched because okay, this was okay. July 2017. So is that when um, they're making like two oh, a week? Yeah, when they made yeah, this, the it six was for very, July. Very early. Yes. Uh, and I was looking at, it, I'm like, because I, you know, I wanted a all-wheel drive, uh, but not performance. Uh, so I would have had to wait another year. I think it ended up being to get the car that I wanted. And I don't know that that Civic would have lasted that long because <laughs> I had just taken a job where I had to drive 142 miles round trip daily. Wow. Uh, so you do some math on that. There's a reason that my car has, I bought it with 20,000 miles uh, not quite three years ago, and it has 135,000 miles on it now. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Good for you. Well, now- I was, I was going to say, like, you made a men- you mentioned. Um, autopilot and having version one it wasn't until the last like 12 months i want to say six six to eight months maybe that you've started to see a noticeable difference mm-hmm. uh where the new version of it uh caught up and probably surpassed it um because tesla had to start from scratch right from one to two uh, or 2.5 to three or whatever um so you actually had like a huge benefit for the longest of time. We didn't actually start seeing an improvement until uh, let's use the word recently, yeah. uh, relatively speaking, right? So yeah, I, but the, now the improvements that you have are are so much, so much more than what I've got. Uh, I know you guys had to tough it out for a while there because it was it was about a year before you guys even approached parity with AP one, if I remember right. Uh, yeah. But now, you know, with, you know, we're going to talk about some of that later in the show. 
um, you know, with the, you know, the traffic control device, uh, being able to obey those and, and all that fun stuff and navigate on autopilot. I mean, it really feels like, you know, full self-driving is like this close to the promise that it's, uh, that's made. <laughs> I like them ready decks. Yeah, I, know. I was going to say, that's why I was laughing. Um, okay. You get, getting back to your, your, uh, podcast, your little tit, uh, tidbits. How often do you do that for the people at home? So the goal uh, is to do it every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Um, I yep. used to be a daily show, uh, and then um, my my, my personal life was taking a <laughs> bit of a hit trying to make sure that that happened because essentially, you know, I get home, and especially now that I have the the little one that you guys got to see pre-show, yeah, um, she demands a lot of attention, and so. Basically, it's funny how they do that, eh? Yeah, they tend to. They're so selfish. Uh, (laughs) Catch your own food. They are. Yes. Uh, (laughs) But um, yeah, because of because of her, mostly, um, I just couldn't do it anymore. Because what it boiled down to is, it would get to ten o'clock at night, like right now, and I would just now be writing, starting to write the show, um, and that's not including actually producing it, editing it, and publishing it. So, you know. If I have a good night, it'll take me three hours to write, produce, publish, and, or write, produce, edit, and publish. Um, that's if it's a very good night. Wow. <laughs> uh, typically, it's it's going to be four hours plus for my tiny little five to, you know, I shoot for five to six minutes tops for, for the, each show. So, Which is, I've learned, is a sweet spot for, I don't know if it's YouTubers or just people on the internet in general. Uh, let's say YouTubers. It's the sweet spot for their attention span. I'm finding, I found in the last couple months, and I was talking to a, a friend, also a YouTuber, a couple days ago, saying, you know what? It's it's just people's attention span as a society these days in general, but especially with YouTube. And Or you know what it, it is? It's even I'll, I'll narrow it down even finer. It's Tesla YouTube enthusiasts, people that go on YouTube and watch Tesla stuff, they don't have any tolerance for anything over six or seven minutes is what I found out. Well, I'm the avid podcast listener and outside of just Tesla stuff, right? Yeah. Um, and so the reason I came up with the idea that I did, and as far as I'm aware, I was the first daily show that there was, mm-hmm. um, was in my other podcast, you know, I, I had, you know, they have questions, comments, uh, you know, whatever on the next show and, you know, get a bunch of people saying your podcast is too long. Your podcast is too long. Your podcast is too long. And after seeing that happen I, uh, over several shows, I was like, well, you know what? Maybe my niche here, because at the time the shows that were out there were ride the lightning, talking Tesla, Tesla show. And I'm trying to remember, I feel like there's another one I'm forgetting uh, back in 2016. Those are already weekly shows. I'm like, well, what am I going to do? What do I bring? That's different. Right. Yep. I said, what I can do that's different is I can really distill this down, give this to you more frequently, and there you go. So that, that's kind of where why I ended up where I was kind of in the in the Tesla personality sphere. And that's the perfect name for it, Tidbits, right? Because that's mm-hmm. really what it is. Yeah. Well, people do, uh, not just Tesla, but people in general have a really short uh, attention span. Sorry, what so are we talking about? Really, just people in general. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I had a whole psychology course on this, and uh, you have to basically catch someone's attention really quickly. So the whole concept of uh, daily t- tidbits makes a lot of sense, or three times a week tidbits makes yeah. a lot of sense, because uh, the short attention span, you're going to capture people's 
uh, attention quickly, right? Um, yeah. That's like when I started my channel, I did the same type idea. I want to focus on content, but like really speedy. And I got a lot of comments were like, wow, this is so nice. Such a change of pace, right? Or, you know, just get straight to it. And then some people are like, slow down. So, <laughs> no, you know what, buddy? You were one of the first people, frankly, that I know that did it. And this, and you've done it, you've done it for a while where, yeah, within the first 10 seconds, you know, other than, you know, watching or looking at the thumbnail and, and reading the title, in the first 10 seconds, you know what you're going to, you're going to start talking about in that, in that video. I didn't do that. I failed to see that writing on the wall. I, I would go on for the first two minutes and, and people commented, people used to comment on my videos and I took it as creative criticism and, um, took it to heart and stuff Ed. people used to say three minutes in and you still haven't mentioned what you're talking about and they would you know <laughs> these you know these keyboard warriors uh, and then lately I've noticed um, there's a couple Ryan Shaw when he talked about his model wine stuff Ed, he was one also very talented and quick to talk about within the first 10 seconds what they're talking about on the show uh, or on that episode or video and um, Taylosev EV. He's a he's a new guy on on actually you know what I was talking to him uh, earlier this week on social media and he's gonna he's gonna come on uh, in the next few weeks he's he said he's oh, cool. gonna come on yeah so yeah that guy's brilliant he knows his stuff he's very well versed in Tesla and he also within the first five seconds it's like he doesn't he, he cuts all the you know the customary hello how you doing welcome no he just gets right into it which is good I like that yeah, yeah. I watch a lot of people uh, YouTube content creators where. That's what they are, and I was thinking about it for myself. Like as a viewer, what do I want to see, right? So yeah, no, you know, it, it would be nice if you could say, "Hey, welcome to the show," and and this is what I was thinking at first, right? Like, you know, you warm up and you know check in with your audience. People don't care about you. Yeah, yes. but then, and then that's what I'm, buddy. That's exactly what I've come to realize. <laughs> I've come to realize, you know what? They don't. They they click on that button and whatever they read that thumbnail was or they read the title is they click on that button they want to you to get right into it like right off, right away <laughs> anyways yeah. enough about that that's folks speaking of getting to the point yeah oh buddy <laughs> dj you'll get to know that i'm i'm tangent boy i get off on tangents all the time um, <laughs> yeah i know it's like <laughs> <laughs> but I will rewind what you said a little bit uh, about your wife wanting to get a why. Um, you know what? This was not supposed to be our first topic. So, guys, I know we have a list and I said we're going to go in order as much as we can. But let's talk about this <laughs> while while on that topic. You might want to tell your wife to maybe hold off. And I know she said the seven-seater, so that's, that, that might work out good in your favor. Because uh, now... This isn't the first time we've heard this in the last few weeks. Speaking of uh, Ryan Shaw, Ryan Shaw has had some uh, issues with his Model Y. And uh, this, this article is brought to us by Inside EVs. Uh, you know, it's typical for Tesla. And, you know, I guess it's typical for any car company whenever you're bringing out a new model or a new line where there's changes and stuff like that. There's going to be growing pains. But... I was hoping, and maybe I was foolish to hope, and maybe you guys can let me know if I was foolish uh, or if you were thinking the same thing. I was hoping that with the Model Y being so close to the Model 3 and being, what is it, 75%, I thought mm -hmm. maybe they would they would iron out all those kinks and stuff like that. They it's, they seem to have done it with the production. Production's doing a lot better than the Model 3 production ramp-up was, but they're still plagued by these... 
these problems from delivery or from from sorry from production these little tiny little, and you know sometimes they aren't big things sometimes they're just small things and paint paint is a whole category in itself we could we could talk all night about paint um but paint aside then you're talking about panel gaps and i've never been one i don't know about you guys i've never been one big person on studying panel gaps and thinking it's a bad thing or a good you know like all cars are going to have that to some extent, right? So I'm not nitpicking about panel caps, but it's just little other things that um, I was watching a video today from um, our friend uh, Brian from I1 Tesla. And because of his trunk uh, being misaligned, and uh, which he, he was going to take in and they were going to align it and fix it, all part of the panel caps, he's getting water in his uh, rubber gasket channel that goes that that seals the trunk when it closes, and it's getting inside the rubber gasket, not just down in the channel where the metal is and the rubber is, but it, in that actual rubber uh, trim. So little things like that, and in this in this article, uh, they're they're talking mainly about um, Ben Sullins and his um, Model Y delivery <laughs> issues, as, as he says here, that he made a video about. Did any of you guys get a chance to watch uh, this video by, by I actually ben? did watch this video today. Yeah. Uh, and funny enough, my wa- wife walked in the last 30 seconds of the uh, <laughs> the video and saw the title and goes, well, how much is this car, car going to nickel diamonds if we buy it? And I'm like, you know, I, I know we're, we're having a little bit of PTSD from the uh, from the Subaru just nickel diming us to death for over the last seven years. Uh, but chill. It's it's gonna be okay. Um, uh, did you uh, did you watch it, Dex? Uh, you know, I I was hoping you wouldn't bring that up because I meant to watch it, but I, <laughs> I didn't get a chance. Did you get it, Franklin? <laughs> no, not yet. It's all right. Watch well, I'll comment on. Yeah, <laughs> welcome to the show, DJ. <laughs> so so he actually brought up five things that uh, that, that he was bringing up there. Um, the most egregious, and I'd be pretty pissed about this too. Um, so, as we all know, Model 3 doesn't have this, the auto open-close trunk, uh, but Model Y does have the auto open-and-close uh, hatchback. Um, yeah. And that was the most egregious problem he had, where he said that 7 out of 10 times when he pops the button to, to close the, the hatchback, just like I would with my Model S, uh, it does not actually latch. And in, in the video, he did it, and it did it to him. Um, Wow. So that that was the most egregious of of his complaints, to be honest. Um, the second, mo- you know, probably the second most important one was his charge flap was badly misaligned. Uh, I, I got to think that's something that's pretty easily fixable. Um, I probably wouldn't have took delivery with it, to be honest, because I'd be like, "Hey, can't you fix that before I take delivery of this car?" Because th- that just seems odd. Um, let's see. Third was panel gaps on the frunk, which probably. So usually when you have panel gap problems on the on the frunk or the trunk, actually, for that matter, at least with Model S, I don't know if Model 3 is the same way, but if you look on a Model S, there's actually screws that you can twist yeah. that change how the, 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 the hood or the trunk is aligned. I suspect that that's all that was the problem with his with his uh, hood on there. Um, i trying to remember what the... Oh, the, the fourth thing, and I actually have noticed this on my Model S. So the little piece of, for me, chrome that lines the bottom of the windowsills, um, at the back of his his car on the passenger... Or on the, uh, sorry, the driver's side rear door, you can look and see how kind of the... If I'm like this, like the... As you're coming toward the front of the car, you can kind of see how you could see this piece of that trim. It was misaligned. 
Uh, and then the last thing he had, and this is this is really inexcusable. And I've actually noticed this after I've had my car in for service, um, but I noticed it too late, and it was like, well, what can I say now? Um, whoever delivered the car or worked on the car last or whatever apparently had some dirty hands and touched the ceiling oh, no. and left fingerprints on the ceiling. The um, oh. I would have been pretty pissed about that on a brand new car. Like, no, you're you're gonna fix that. That that's gonna that's gonna happen. I don't care how it does because. I'm not taking a brand new car that's got your dirty fingerprints on it. So yeah. that was the five things he brought up in the video. Well, so I've watched, well thanks. I watched quite a few uh, delivery videos, and uh, I'm not saying it's it, like there, there's no excuse for Tesla, right? They should; these are things that should be corrected. So don't take it that way. But um, with any new product, and I'm not talking about cars specifically, any new product, early batches are obviously going to have more problems as they uh, correct the situations as they go forward, right? So. I mean, like, okay, so the Cybertruck, I can have Cybertruck number, VIN number one. I'll be happy knowing that I'm just going to have all those problems, right? Because mm -hmm. um, you know ahead of time. If you know what it. you're walking into. Exactly. Yeah, correct, right? But, I mean, if you're someone new to Tesla and you're ordered to put money on a Y and you're walking into all these problems, it's going to turn you off pretty quickly, right? Especially if you're not expecting it. So uh, not to excuse those problems. Um, but then, so I didn't watch this video particularly or specifically. Well, like I said, I watched quite a few, and... I notice a lot of people complain about panel gaps. It's like the biggest issue mm -hmm. um, for different things, right? And if you start looking around at any branded car, they all have panel gap problems. And I'm not talking like low end. I'm talking high end cars too, yeah. where they're not all like perfect all the way around. So, I mean, it's just a general problem that the automotive industry has that, uh, again, there's some that are really bad. Um, the Model Y that I saw in Toronto, which was their testing vehicle before the mass deliveries, or I guess mass deliveries now, but mm -hmm. um, that one had like the worst panel gaps I've ever seen on a vehicle. Like I could put my whole hand through, right? But again, it was a testing vehicle. So, you, right. Yeah, there's you, a little bit of you extenuating circumstances there. Yeah. Yeah. So you figure, okay, maybe, but I don't know. It's, it's hard to say because I know I see a lot of these videos and uh, the complaints are justified. But at the same time, it's like you're taking an early build, so you kind of have to be aware that these are the things you're going to have to go through, and uh, you're going to have to make service appointments to have Tesla fix it, right? Well, yeah, so. and, and that's it. You know what? I, I, I echo exactly what you're saying, Franklin. It's like, for me, panel gaps isn't a big deal, and, and people get fixated on panel gaps, and they... and they It's they, amazing. Yeah, like, I know. The comments you see... <laughs> It's like they want to judge the car on panel gaps. But like you said, every manufacturer has the same problem. So panel gaps for me isn't a big thing. What it is for me, it's the fit and finish. And the fit and finish to, for me, even before Tesla, when, when, when I was buying gas cars and stuff like that, you know, fit and finish for me was, was a big thing. That's why I stuck to the imports usually. And I didn't do the domestics because of the fit and finish. Because I thought, you know, that, that's important to me. Never even, you know what? It's funny. I never even heard the term panel gaps until Tesla came along. <laughs> yep. I, I kid you not. <laughs> but, but what Tesla has, to, and and this can make her. I mean, I I don't want to make it sound like this can make or break them. But they do. They better, you know, clean this up because this could get really bad and, and give them a black so eye. Because with Model Three, I thought the latest that I've kind of seen with Model Three, and of course with S and X, since they're the veteran cars out there, I. I haven't really seen the complaints on 3S and X um, at all, really, lately. Like, it seemed like after about a year to 18 months of producing 3, 
like that panel gap situation, I really didn't see people complaining so much about that. And just to kind of add on to both of you guys, we're all in the same boat here. Like panel gaps to me, I mean, to the to your point with the one that was the test vehicle where you can kind of put a hand in there, yeah, that's egregious. That's pretty bad. Like I, I would have had a problem with that. Yeah. But you know, I. I it's the same thing. I didn't ever like think about panel gaps until I got into the Tesla world. And so I went and looked at my Model S and like, yeah, there's there's some, you know, if you look at my frunk, it's a little bit misaligned and, you know, it's a little bit tighter on one side than the other, barely, but you really got to be looking for it. And I'm like, you know, that's not the type of thing that I get bent out of shape. You know, it, it's got to be some functionality situation. Like, for instance, the, the trunk that he was, he was the hatchback that uh, Ben had the issue with there. And, and then including that, um, charge port flap too that's you know th those are actual functional problems that you've got going on there where th with that flap being misaligned you're you're hitting paint where you shouldn't be hitting paint you know that's a bad bad mojo there you know when you're when you're when your hatchback doesn't close right well, you you can throw throw cargo out the bag that's not good <laughs> well you just you just said something important right it's when it's problems that are functional problems is the biggest issue right yeah. and those are the ones you have to get fixed right yeah. Uh, the minor, when I say minor, like that was a test vehicle. So I'm assuming Tesla said, hey, let's slap this together. We need to get um, like northern winter testing because that's when they yeah. they need research. So they kind of slapped that vehicle to, together as fast as possible, I'd imagine, right? Uh, yeah. So uh, hold on <laughs> one second. Somebody is ringing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get it. And, and just to finish off, and we'll move on to the next topic. Just to finish off, just like, you know, it's, it's, when when somebody mentioned it earlier, they should have refused the car at, on delivery. And you know, it's easier said than done. I mean, so many people waiting so for the cars. Yeah, yeah. So we know that that's rarely going to happen. Not to say that it doesn't happen. And I couldn't blame anyone for not taking a car and refusing it. But it's when they say, you know what, take the car and set it at an appointment, and we'll fix it. You know what? They're almost they're almost getting away with it, and they're almost excusing it by by being able to do that and you know you do that and you and you, and you make an appointment and you, they try to fix it but then they don't fix it and then you got to make it another appointment you got to mm -hmm. you know then it's becoming an inconvenience for you and and if you're new to tesla and you're a, a new person getting into the world of tesla that's going to leave a bad taste in your mouth and if you walk away and you go back to the ice car what do you think those those people are going to tell all their friends and family? Yeah, right, yeah. exactly. Well, and to your point too, I, I had the same optimistic hopes as, as you did, Dax. With, you know, hey, it's seventy five percent a Model Three, so this thing should slap together and fit and be great. And you know, all the stuff that they learned from Model Three should just transfer, and we shouldn't have all these growing pains at the start of production. And no, yeah, <laughs> which well, worries. Worries me about the Cybertruck. <laughs> I think you made a good point, though, uh, DJ, where... So, like, my VIN's 27,000 on my theory, which is relatively low, uh, considering they're, you know, in hundreds of thousands, half a million, right? So, I got mine... Uh, like, Dax, we got ours, what, like a year and a half? A year and a couple months after production started? It's relatively yeah, quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And, like, we were talking about it uh, a couple of weeks ago with Paul when Paul was here at Tesla Canuck. We're saying that like our cars are fantastic. Like I actually, so when I took delivery, it was like the mass delivery. They're doing like a thousand a day or fifteen hundred a day, a oh, day yeah. or whatever. And because we're at the international center, and I remember like people like check your panel gap, and again, no idea. So I like went around inspecting my car. My car was great. So I'm like, all right, this is fantastic. I took it <laughs> home and I had no problems. Right. So I think it's 
what you're saying too, as they make more, uh, they will fine tune. Obviously, it's crappy for the people who are getting early builds, um, obviously, but they're fine tuning. And I haven't, like, I hear a lot of people taking deliveries of uh, threes, S's, and X, uh, but those problems are farther few in between than they used to be. It's not like a common thing, right? So they're getting better, and it's just practice makes perfect, uh, yeah, I guess, right? They, they can do it with their eyes closed now with the S's and X, and probably to the most most extent probably the, the three two so it's growing pains right so we expect it uh we forgive them for it but they should you know they should get a little bit better with it i don't want to sound like a tesla fanboy because service got, needs to improve the most oh buddy yeah that, that's we should do thing. a whole whole like 10 hour special on service um but hey we can 10 hour special <laughs> since we have light news let's just take a side jaunt down the service because it's kind of funny so uh, without giving away too much, where are you two located? Ontario. Oh, yes. <laughs> you're you're yeah. both in Ontario. Okay. The, the small province of Ontario. <laughs> so, so northern or southern? Like, are you kind of so, in the same so, so, area? Southern like, Ontario, the same greater Toronto, Toronto area. You would go to. We're we're in, we're in the Toronto area. Okay. So, so we actually have going pretty four service centers. No, we have four service centers here, or we're Ooh, getting a fourth one. So. Yes. I hear people complain about service, and, and maybe I'm just lucky. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm in Ohio, and I actually have a choice because I'm in north central Ohio. I'm pretty equidistant from the, the service center that's near Cleveland and the one that's in Columbus. Um, the one that's in Columbus is, is a new building that they moved into, and they outfitted, and it's so much nicer. So I always go to that one. And I got to tell you, I have, like, those people at the Columbus, Ohio Service Center, my hat is off to you guys, because I have been, had nothing but awesome experiences at that service center. Like, it's been amazing. And I hear the horror stories where, like, oh, you know, this, that, and the other thing that, you know, I waited or whatever. And I got to tell you that the, you know, I have never had the experience that some of y'all have had out there. Those folks down in Columbus are, I got to give them kudos. It's great. Yeah, I think the people at the service center are really nice. Um, I think the biggest problem with service, honestly, is how it's operated within Tesla. So you have Tesla head office uh, here, and then you have Tesla service over here. They run as two totally separate entities that are not connected. And you you start to learn this as you, if you have a problem, you want to go higher up, uh, and you start making calls, and then um, without getting into details, I know I tweeted out one day and people were like, oh, you're lying, but I have no reason to lie. Like, I'm very for Tesla, right? Um, but long story short, Tesla head office promised me something. They sent it to the service center closest to me. Service center called me and canceled and said that I can't do that. But right. I have it in writing that head office, like head office sent me an email saying, yes, we're going to do this and this for you. And then the service center said <laughs> no. So I went back to head office and head office goes, well, we can't do nothing for you. It's up to the service center. So, really? It's the tail wagging a dog there. So that's when you, yeah, and that's when you kind of realize their biggest problems stem because it's two separate entities, right? Wow. So that's that's my whole story, and I can tell you, um, like, horror stories within the Toronto area service centers because I talk to a lot of people, especially locally, and, um, yeah, we just in an unfortunate situation, I guess, in comparison to what you have, right? Yeah. But. Yeah. I mean, and, and we're not nitpicking either. It's it's like for the most part they're fine, but when when the service screws up, they screw up. On on the 
on the opposite side though, uh, mobile service is awesome. It's been the best experience I've ever had. And uh, I've never had any problems with mobile service. They've always done an excellent job. Every person I've talked to said mobile service is amazing. So I find a lot of the problems are happening at the actual service center, not the the mobile guys who are the best people that they have, right? I wish that you could just say, because when you schedule a service appointment in the app, you have to pick a service center. I wish you could just say, I want mobile service for something that they could handle definitely with mobile service. Because I've had two two experiences with mobile service, and it's been the most pleasant car repair experience I've ever had. One was I, my 12-volt battery needed replaced. Um, they were supposed to come to my work to do it. Work told me, hey, you got to go to this other place off-site during the time that was supposed to happen. So I called them. They're like, yeah, no problem. We can go to this other place instead. And they actually finished my repair without me even knowing it. And they just called me and said, hey, we need a credit card to pay. And that was it. And I'm like, that is awesome. That's amazing. And yeah, like the other you can't one get better than a, that, right? A trunk latch problem, that same thing where they, they told me they were coming. Uh, and they said they were there. And then uh, they actually did notify me they were there for this one. Uh, and then about an hour or so later, they're like, okay, it's fixed. And I went down with my credit card and handed it to the guy and... That was it. So yeah, mobile service absolutely rocks. <laughs> it rocks. Be the like the you know how you said the ones near you are doing an excellent job. The ones in Toronto or the GTA area are fantastic. I had um, my horn go like the I don't know one of the horns went mm-hmm. on my car. They came to fix it, and the guy's like, "Hey, did you you order this and this?" And he had a whole bunch of like upgraded parts. And I'm just like, "Yeah, go ahead. Thank you." Right? And that's all part of. Uh, working and I'm just like, oh, cool, thanks. Oh, and I, I thought you were gonna say he was trying to upsell you. <laughs> no, 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 right? Like a vendor on your account. Hey, you're, you're due these things. Why don't I just do it for you? That's awesome. <laughs> well, it's funny because one of them was um, like, a, like Mr. Lube, <laughs> the charging latch. Um, so Dax, have you had yours replaced? Because yours the, should be this the charging latch, yeah. You, you mean the, the yeah, the whole assembly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. three times. <laughs> well, I had mine frozen. I've like, got the, the best morning. one now. <laughs> in the morning of the first time I've ever had mine freeze. It's like the one time it's frozen in you know like two years of ownership. And that later that day he comes. He's like, "Yeah, we have an improved one, so the freezing doesn't happen." I'm like, "Wait a second! I just had that happen this morning for the first time ever, right? Because <laughs> I've never experienced it. Because I always preheat my car and never experienced <laughs> frozen doors or anything. So it's just I was like, "Oh, cool! This guy's like." reading my mind or something right like mobile service is awesome and i wish i had it yesterday yesterday i took my uh toyota tacoma my gas car in for an oil change and a couple other minor things just speaking of fit and finish even a toyota uh needs needs it too like you'd think they they'd been making cars for a long time but it just goes to show you getting back to what i was saying anyways i get there and the guy says it's all this COVID, all these instructions and where mm-hmm. you can sit and where you can line up and stand and what you got to do when you get in there and give your keys. <laughs> so I get get through all that. I, I guess I passed their, their their little their little quiz. You got to take your snapshot of the oh the oh, oh buddy. It was like yeah, it was like jumping through hoops. So I got all that done, and then he's like, okay, so we'll call you uh, in uh, two two and a half hours. You can have a seat in our um, in our waiting room, but just don't sit next to anyone else. I'm like well, I need to go home. Uh, And he goes, well, we don't have our shuttle due to COVID. I'm like, I don't want a shuttle. I said, in my 
extended warranty package I bought. And a lot of people look at me and say, you're an idiot for buying that. Well, you know, it worked out good. But in there, it said that when I come in for service, I get a loaner, a free loaner. So I said to the guy, I said, I'd like a loaner. And he goes, oh, we don't have loaners. And I said, well, I can't stay here. I said, I got kid, my kids at home, <laughs> right? Yeah, a problem for you. And he goes, well, he goes, we only give out loaners for if it's more than four. Because then I said, I was told when I bought this how many hundred dollar package for the next four years that if I bring my, when I bring my car in, I get a loaner. He goes, oh, it's only for uh, jobs that are over four hours long. And I'm like, well, I don't know what to tell you, buddy. I can't stay here. My kids are at home. I need to get home. I need a loaner. So it went from we don't have loaners to it's not four hours to we'll get you a loaner. And in, I, in 10 minutes, I was driving out of there with with, That's the I, story, with ironically a Ford. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other story I've heard with uh, with service is the, the loaner situation because um, people like drop their jaws to the ground when I tell them I've never not had a Tesla as my loaner and I've always gotten a loaner whenever I've needed it. Yeah. Um, the one time I did have the Northern service and I had to do something up here. I can't remember what it was. Um, cause I, I, I was going to work and it's like five minutes from where I work. Um, and so they gave me literally a brand new long range model S, which at the time, and this is a nice segue for you, was a 330 mile car. Uh, and I was so happy to see that over 300 miles on that, on the, the range there. I was like, Oh God, I wish my car had that. I like your segue. That's awesome. Changing my game plan. <laughs> uh, I was yeah. going to say service. Uh, a lot of we complain about ser- like service is bad, but they do a lot of updates through over the air that fixes so much stuff that others don't do, which is also a segue. So now that's <laughs> the choices in your hands. <laughs> okay, now you guys are confusing me because I've got the screen up and I don't know what. Okay, okay, well, we're gonna go. We're gonna go with DJ's uh, segue. Speaking of three hundred miles. <laughs> I will see your 300 miles and raise you to 402 miles. Cheers. Cheers. Big ears. Yes. Uh, I don't ha- Do I have a drink? Yes, I, I guess I can. Water. Usually I try to have a drink, but I'm not drinking lately, so water will be. Will be well, that was water. This is my NorCal margarita here, which is mostly water now. Yes, ice. <laughs> Melted ice. <laughs> so for, what do you guys think? 402 miles for the Model S after the whole EPA uh, debacle leaving the car unlocked, their <laughs> door open and everything. No, yes, you did. No, we didn't. Yes, you did. We have logs. Okay. Seems like you did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, send us a car. We'll do it again. <laughs> so 402 miles. Uh, this is still under, keep in mind, guys, this is still under the original Model S. I mean, there's little tweaks and stuff like that, but this isn't the redesign, the elusive redesign that Tesla to this day is still denying, but we all know is coming. So, or refresh. Is it a redesign or refresh? I forget which refresh, one. Refresh, yeah. Uh, they don't want to say redesign. They don't even want to say refresh. So, 402 miles. Now, they say in this article, once again, this article is brought to us by Inside EVs. They talk about, you know, I do this. I read these articles. I research. And I do all this studying and stuff like that. And then when it comes to it, I always forget where I read the stuff that I want. I should just highlight it. Franklin, you're gonna to have to help me do this better next time. Like just, <laughs> yeah, I will. just highlight something, like not have it on an actual live page. But um, okay, here it is. So here's here's what's new that made it 402 according to uh, Tesla. 
a significant mass reduction. They've made the car lighter. Uh, don't ask how. There's here if you if you're watching at home, you can read this. It's a section right here. They talk about the mass reduction, the new Tempest Arrow wheel style uh, and tires, which. From what I understand, I was listening to uh, Ian Pavelko, and he's a tire expert and wheel expert. Uh, he was talking on Trevor's uh, podcast a couple days ago. That, that makes a big, big, big difference. So it says here, 2% overall improvement. Uh, they increased the drive unit efficiency, which, of course, th that's going to help uh, you know, elongate your, your range. Uh, maximum regenerative braking. Like, I haven't driven, maybe you guys have, I haven't driven a new Model S. Every time I get a loaner Model S, it's it's an older one. So I don't right. know. I can't compare what the n brand new Model S is like, maybe the Raven ones, in terms of their re regen braking, if it's stronger than the Model Three. But I know the Model Three is pretty damn good. I gotta say that. So the well, speaking of ser service and loaners, uh, when I went for the full self, are we uh, going back there? No, no. When I went for okay. the upgrade <laughs> computer, they gave me an old S, uh, uh, which had a uh, punctured tire, like a they oh yes. yes so they gave me a replacement s like a they gave me a loaner for my loaner basically <laughs> and the loaner they gave me was a newer s fully unlocked it wasn't like locked to um chill mode like what they're supposed to i've never and, had a chill mode loaner anyways go i haven't either <laughs> yeah it was a lot of fun and um so driving that that day and then seeing the news of this i've actually done the math trying to figure out like hey maybe i should try to my three and go for the s but then part of me is like, well, two years, I'm going to be getting the Cybertruck. Um, like, so screw range, that plan. <laughs> well, the extra range is like, look, I'm not one that has range anxiety. Like, I'll run my car down. I think I've been as low as like three kilometers left, right? Um, so I'm not like worried about range anxiety. It's just like the extra range would be so nice. And then driving one, it's like, wow, it's so, the S is a really nice vehicle. Um, ironically, the only thing that throws it off for me is the screen in the middle. Like the one that you're looking at through your wheel, um, yep, the because of all my vision problems. Um, Come on, Frank. Let's call it binnacle. Get with it. <laughs> kick you off the show. <laughs> you can't get the terminology right. <laughs> because of all my vision problems, I like the setup of the three. Right. Um, just never having lights in front of you and stuff. It's just so much nicer for me. So that's like one of the biggest deciding factors as to why I never did it. But I gotta say, like, if I'm in that. Uh, mindset of hey maybe i should upgrade i wonder how many other people out there are saying thinking the same thing like uh who have older s's or older x's and saying hey we can get this new one with higher range right yeah i'll be downgrading if you can call the three a downgrade <laughs> the three is my next vehicle okay i i don't i don't think the three is a downgrade yeah I, I was gonna say you may be surprised dj that it's, it's not gonna be a, a downgrade. so i i've driven a couple of threes including a performance um, and I like the drive of the three so much better than my Model S. It's not even funny. That's another one of my buyer's remorse bits for, yeah. you know, I feel like when I drove a three, I am like right on top of, of the road. It's, it's like if you're dr playing a driving video game and you have the option of putting the hood in front of you versus just having the screen exactly. going on, that's what you feel like in a three where you just chose the screen and that's it. My Model S, it feels like my hood is like a mile in front of me and I don't know where my front actually is. <laughs> I'm true. used to, you know, my entire life, I, my, you know, my, my cars have been an 89 Plymouth Horizon a 97 Pontiac Sunfire, a 94 Pontiac Firehawk, which was a big car too. Uh, a, 
I can't remember the year. Mazda six two six. Then my have bigger cars. What's that? Because it's always been pretty big. And the, then you um, had a Civic. <laughs> then my Civic, and then my Model S. So you know, other than the the Firehawk, I've always had smaller cars, and I'm used to that. And man, when I got the the S, it was it was a adjustment for me to figure out how to drive that thing well. And then I'm okay. But then you know. Model 3 got released, I got a chance to go drive a couple people's Model 3, and I'm like, oh, God, I wish I would have waited. This is my car right here. Yeah, you can't beat yourself up over stuff like that, though. But, you know, it, it's, I don't know. Uh, we, we got off on a tangent, really, and it wasn't my fault this time, talking <laughs> about, we, we started talking about range, and then we got off onto other stuff. I, I don't even know what we're talking about now. Let's get back to range. <laughs> Let's get back to range, and... It's 402. Now, do you guys think are – we, are we happy for the most part? When I say we, I mean as a collective unit. Are we all happy with 400? Like can, can society live with 402 miles or do we want more? This more. was the holy grail for me. I mean everyone kind of was like 300 at first. And I'm like, look, at 400 miles, what – like I, range anxiety is just – gone well, like even in winter like you guys can appreciate the winter just like i do yeah you know even in the winter if you blast your heater in the winter time you're still getting gonna get like 300 miles out of that car and i don't know what you really want at that point because for me the extra range was the sort of the the insurance policy that you got what you definitely needed like yeah you can baby it and get that that 400 then if you really want it uh, but yeah, for me, like this is the point where you really can't like say that EVs aren't a viable alternative at this point. Now I realize this isn't a Model Three, so this isn't the every man's car. You know, this car starts at nearly eighty thousand dollars US, um, so not everyone can afford that, right? Um, but that type of technology that that they're you know just kind of like you know tangent here, you know with the space program, we get things from the space program from spending all that money on that same thing. Things will move down into model three eventually to, to help it out. And you might not see a 400 mile model three, but you might see a 350 mile one. Yeah. I, I think um, like more is obviously better. I want 620 <laughs> mile range vehicle. <laughs> and... <laughs> oh, God. We, no, we lost, we lost don't we all? <laughs> no. But, but no, you know, no, no, there's, there's a reason why. Okay, um, tell, tell us your reason. It, it, it's a roadster. Yes. <laughs> well, no, no, that, okay, so obviously that's part of it, but. Um, oh, that's, that's not, what else is that, there? At a thousand, like, that's a thousand kilometers. At a thousand kilometers, that's when you get into the territory where you can match uh, the top end range of any other vehicle on the road. And it's no longer of, hey, how, like, Literally, the car can match the range of any other vehicle. Obviously, your charging time still varies from uh, gas, but it's not as bad as most people think. But I think it's that's your point where, like, it's no longer like right now the S is uh, above your average gas car. But I think if they can get up to like what the Roadster is planned to as like an S, an X, or a three, or a Y, that's at that point it's no longer just like above your average gas car it's like destroying your average gas car and i think that's when you're going to have a huge turnover right and i think that's what I mean, they're going both. for i think because they at the beginning have you guys and i think dj uh, uh 
alluded to this at the beginning of, of what his explanation. It's like th- 300 was fine. Now 400 is fine. It's like, it's like society or the industry is saying 300 is all you're going to need. And I remember th- people saying that with the, with the Model 3. 300 is all you're going to need. Now 400 is all you're going to need. And now with the Cybertruck coming out, 500 and like like um, I almost called you Elon there, buddy. Franklin, Franklin's <laughs> saying six hundred and twenty, and yeah, and it's that elusive or that you know famous one thousand kilometers for um, us metric people. So yeah, I get it. I get it. What you're saying because that truck, that behemoth that I was driving yesterday, it was a full tank of gas, gas. Yes, it was gas, and it said it had eleven hundred kilometers uh, to empty. And I'm like, what? Like I would have hated to fill that thing. Yeah, I have to say, but that's like, I, I don't know what it is in Canadian, but I'm sure that's probably about a 35, 40 gallons worth of gas going in there. I mean, that's going to be $100 US at least probably to fill that tank. Yeah, 300 so, Canadian. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's no one wants to fill that thing. Well, that's um, that. And, and that and diesel cars, right? We'll, we'll get those 1,000 kilometers. And, and to, to Franklin's point about, or, or we were joking about the... Um, uh, the Roadster being 620. The funny thing is, I've always thought to myself, not to say it won't, but really, at the end of the day, how many Roadster owners are actually going to get 620 miles? In if they get 200 miles, they're lucky. I know, because they're going to they're gonna be flooring that son of a <laughs> all the time. It's like the, the efficiency, like that, that energy chart that's going to be spiking all the time. They're going to have to worry about they're gonna putting make. a hole in their floor. So right now the energy graph is kind of broken. Um, you can peak higher than and lower than what it actually has. It goes you off the screen. Imagine, yeah, yeah. You gotta imagine when the roadster comes out, they're, this will be like one of the first things to update, right? To actually like make it adjust properly. Well, this is a zoom can, out. Yeah, because if you can ruin it with like I can break the energy graph with my three. My three is not even that quick. Like it is, but it's not right. No, the, the roadster they need to update that. Yeah. Yeah, when you're busting off 1.9 seconds, 0 to 60s, or 0 to 100s in your case, um, that, yeah. <laughs> no, well, it... And the nice thing is they can just do software updates to fix all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, that's an easy fix. Yeah. Software updates. Hey, Ed Dax, do you have anything to talk to us about software updates? No, you know what I wanted to... <laughs> Thanks for the segue, but no, actually, I wanted to touch on while we're talking well, about... Two. Uh, while we're talking about um, 400, kilo- uh, 400 miles and, and, and range and stuff like that. Oh, never mind. I know what you're going to say. Yeah, yeah we, we were all excited probably what about a, it's been going for a few days, maybe a, a week now when uh, it, was, it wasn't Green the only, but it was another guy. And then Green uh, retweeted it about uh, some, some <coughs> information and some code about the Model 3. Your cat is very hungry, uh, I think. I, I'm going to let the cat out of the room <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> no, no, no problem. Yeah, no, what we were saying is, you know, that, correct me, you, you're a coder, uh, Franklin. Correct, correct my bad terminology of what I'm trying to explain about the 100 uh, kilowatt hour pack in the Model 3. Yeah, so it's just basically code that displays um, tidbits of information. Uh, no pun intended. Like what you did there. <laughs> but uh, so I said in the last podcast that you did that I actually have access to code now, and I'm thinking of doing a whole series about hacking a Tesla. But um, anyway, within within yeah, this Tesla's going. Tesla already has all my contact info anyway. Um, but 
<laughs> but anyway, the Tesla software gives you like little small tidbits of information as you go through all the code, right? If you decompile it and all that kind of stuff. So not everything that they put in there comes to light. Some of it might be uh, things that they're practicing, things that they're trying, or things that they're looking at, or maybe they're just doing it to screw with people like myself who are looking through their code, right? So in this case of Green, he saw something somewhere that you know showed a bitter, bigger uh, battery pack and um, Elon so, squashed. Yeah, it was a picture that someone took a picture of a car in service mode that had a, you know, the, the designation for the pack was 100 kilowatts. Hour. And it said the color was silver, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, and maybe we, looking back in hindsight, we were all excited to, to, to believe it. Maybe looking back in hindsight, we should have known right there for, when it said silver. So I saw the original tweet. And for me, it was when Green then corroborated and said, yeah, I've seen a few of these elsewhere. And it seemed to be like that he was saying, yeah, he had personally seen them. And then uh, he, uh, as the tweet you're, you're showing, he said to report it that, you know, they rooted it and got inside and it wasn't. And uh, I, I don't know if you have it on that screen, but uh, he also tweeted on later on to that. That hey, you know, this is what happens when I don't see this in person. You know, sorry about that, guys. <laughs> yeah, and then Elon just came on yesterday, was it? Yeah, I think it was uh, yesterday. Yesterday, and he puts this out to just, I guess, quash all the rumors and all that kind of stuff. He says, he says, no larger pack Model Three is in development. He so, has to say that that killed the. Yeah, like, if you're I, and I get more. that. I get that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, so he doesn't have to say anything. And that's kind of the thing you know, that <laughs> I kind of got talking about this. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, it, he, it's one of those things that I probably would have just left alone. And, and you know, cause, because if it truly was, it, there truly was one that was in develop, like that they had found, that, that was my point was, you know, they don't have to deny it and be lying about it if, if there was, if that was the case. Uh, but it seems, though, that it's true. <laughs> yeah. The one second I mute my mic to, to change my microphone, you guys stop talking. Yeah. No, I, 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 I completely agree. Now, you know, could it be one of these things where he's saying no larger pack Model 3 is in development? And, you know, we have to break apart that that phrase in development, that doesn't mean it's not coming. That just means Green it's not in development. It's already it's developed. It's yeah. already developed. Yeah. Or or that it's already developed. Like who knows? He's I gonna mean, like retweet his tweet with a comment. Surprise! <laughs> Remember this it, tweet last week? We're launching it, the new packs now. But like we you still said, have Battery Day coming, and man, I, I gotta think that that some you know maybe it's not a larger pack. Maybe it's you know they're gonna talk about being able to be better efficient. You know, it'll still be, you know, 74 kilowatt for Model 3, 100 kilowatt for Model S and X. Um, but, man, <laughs> again, it's it's the semantics. It, it feels like, you know, I, I got to think we're going to have something coming when Battery Day finally gets here, whenever that ends up being. It's so got to. <laughs> human doing in the comments made a really good point. Uh, larger pack is less important than a lower cost one. So Completely. if they can lower the cost, then... Uh, the price of the card obviously goes down. So, yeah, he makes a good point. Um, I think 
Also, what DJ is saying is optimization of the pack that they already have makes a world of difference. Uh, like, if you look at some of the other electric offerings of vehicles, like, their packs are, like, way bigger than the 3, for example, at 75. But the 3 can go, like, substantially longer just through optimization, right? So um, I think people put a lot of weight on pack size, which is obviously important, but it's not. Um, if you can get the price down cheaper, uh, where the profit margins are bigger or the cost of the car is cheaper for uh, your average consumer, and or... Or your you margins get, are better. Yeah, or you get your... Um, uh, efficiency better so you get more range out of what you're working with already that's already a huge improvement right so it doesn't necessarily have to be the pack size itself there's other ways of optimizing what they're doing so I agree <laughs> <laughs> the man of many words and you know usually me. usually let's move on we're gonna move on to another topic which is around you know software i know you were trying to allude to it earlier franklin and there is i've got a new setup for everyone listening and watching at home i've got a new setup and i don't know if you notice the camera angle is a little different stupid me i've put uh the cables and everything right next to my right arm here and i keep hitting it and if it hits it and it and my screen goes blank and you don't hear from me i want franklin and dj to continue with the show without me please <laughs> <laughs> i will do my best to come back on if if i end up doing that getting back to getting back to the topic we were we were talking about software and stuff like that and there's a new software coming out uh it's version 2020.20.16 is is it now, this tweet came out by a guy named uh, Ray for Tesla, uh, and yeah, Ray, yeah, Ray for Tesla, and a bunch of different emoticons and everything. Um, he just found this update. He says uh, he's saying it's twenty twenty dot sixteen, but I think it's twenty twenty dot twenty dot sixteen because I was wondering how why would they go backwards? The last update was twenty twenty dot twenty. Not 13. So this 16, uh, it brings a bunch of new new features, which is pretty cool. Uh, I don't know if it's coming. Now, it's got some, uh, for people watching at home, it's got uh, Ch Chinese, um, whether it's Mandarin or Cantonese, I don't know. But it talks about, uh, so I don't know if it's here in the U.S. or if it's going straight to uh, the Chinese market. So uh, just as a side, he's actually a really good source of uh, information for Tesla from china oh um, okay and between him and vincent those are kind of like the two that i yeah really they're follow yeah, yeah they're go-to's for information so um he's like a really reputable source he's not like you know fly by night uh, uh, yeah, yeah okay. so all the new features on this are uh pretty amazing i guess you have the english version yeah here, right? I, I you know i was <laughs> i'm thinking to myself i knew i saw the english version in a tweet, tweet somewhere and, and i going through those uh those uh, screenshots and they were all in Chinese. I'm like, what the hell did I see? Anyways, I found it. It's here. The driving visualization is improving. So they talk about stop signs and stuff like that. And we're going to get to that. We got a little. I wish little... they talked more about what they actually did in that. Um, are right. we going through the list here? Or so? Yeah. No, yeah. we were. If I didn't, uh, yeah. my so fingers. I, the first one, I wish they talked more about it. It's kind of like a whole, oh, we got bug fixes and improvements. Like, tell me what the actual improvements I know, are. I know. I know. Right. Well, that's software development in general, right? You see that with a lot of a lot of companies. Oh, I'm I'm aware. Um, it, it's it's frustrating though. I, I agree with Franklin. The yeah. best is like 
Google has a policy on their Play Store to uh, enforce that, where you actually have to give like detailed descriptions. Meanwhile, Google themselves is just like, yeah, bug fixes and improvements. So um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> side story. Yeah. So you know what I noticed with this update? And I, I saw this update uh, when I woke up this morning and they were talking about it. I, I find that, and, and it's not to say that many other updates aren't like this. This is typical Tesla, but this one seems to have been packed with more stuff than mm-hmm. the normal that users have or or. I guess users, owners have tweeted out to Elon and said, this may be a good idea, or can you do this, or can you change this? And he's always come back and said, with his one-word answers, sure, or yes, or stuff like that. So, like, these, all these updates, other than the general improvement, like Franklin was just talking about, it, it seems to have come from, you know, people requesting them. The backup camera improvements, now you, when you're backing up the side, uh, clearance uh, cameras will come up so in alongside the backup camera just on the bottom so you, when you're backing up you will see the rear view camera but you will also see the left and right as you're backing up which was asked for and he said it was going to come and it's here and that's going to be really cool to see a, a very cool visualization also the dash cam uh, improvement now they're going to put a little red dot where the moment it was triggered the recording so you can go straight to it that's you know it sounds like a small stupid little thing that oh wow that's that doesn't seem like a big big improvement but that is huge that's that's like i can't i can't say how that markers are an amazing improvement i mean Um, the the other thing i wish that do because you don't always have like because they're gonna where whenever sentry mode actually activates but what I really wish they had too, like with my um, uh, my Nest Hello, they they have where there's human motion, like it detects a human being. Yeah. Like I really wish they could do that too, because right now you know, I have obviously my older car. You know, I, I have a third party dash cam that I have in there, but you know I don't even have that with with that. But man, that'd be a super great feature to have because you know if you have something that doesn't trigger sentry mode for some reason. But is an issue like say somebody like decides to draw a penis on your hood like happened to me, um, you might want to try and find that video. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Quick, That's quick not aside, cool. I, was, I was at a place that will remain nameless. Uh, my car was parked there for four days uh, while we were staying there, and it was raining. And someone decided that they you, you went know, to a strip joint for four to. days. Well, you know, I mean, they were really good strippers. Um, so, but he, but yeah, uh, PG. He, he, he was allowed to touch touch my car, even though it wasn't his. And in the water, drew a penis on my hood that was very visible when I came back because my car needed washed. So, yeah, yeah. I think I think Sentry Mode isn't sensitive enough to pick up those kind of things, which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just software; they can fix it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just a matter of time. I was going to say, it's getting better, right? Uh, just and Keep in ahead. mind, we're like four months away from the next major software update. Um, uh, 11? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's the right? um, when they do them, give or take. So I think it's Franklin, last Franklin, November. Franklin? Yeah. I think you, you just got, went all yeah, wonky. I think you got possessed. <laughs> Your microphone got possessed because you're completely staticky. Say something. How about now? Oh, okay. It's gone, go. it's gone away. You Sorry, been... I'm not allowed to talk about the new software. Yeah, maybe that's what Apparently, it is. Apparently, yeah, Tesla <laughs> got in. Yeah, and exercised <laughs> you. 
Yes. Uh, just one last, a couple last things on on the, this update, twenty twenty dot twenty sixteen. It's uh, coming down the pipe soon, or pike, pike. Yeah, not pipe. Uh, walkway door lock improvements. Someone, I'm, and I remember this tweet. Someone had asked Elon if they could have the option to disable when the car locks when they walk away if they're you know unloading groceries out of the car and they're coming right back my money's on jason yeah it probably was jason it probably was jason um and he said sure and i don't can't remember how long ago it was months later uh they're they're actually you know give you the option in in the settings to turn that on or turn that off that's a neat little improvement there because it's funny when i used to have passive uh locks on um you know walk walk up and walk away um whenever i'd be working in my garage my car would just constantly door handles pop out door handles retract door handles pop out door handles retract yeah yeah for for a model three owner it's the uh, side mirrors go in side mirrors come out side mirrors go in and i'm thinking those two yeah I, i think to myself one day obviously when my warranty's finished is the motor's going to burn out on that? And then one day I'm going to be driving around with a mirror that I have to manually, like, you know, heaven forbid that we have to manually move uh, open and close. <laughs> Precisely what I was thinking every time that happened, except for me, the the more fragile and well-known issue with the uh, the door handles not propping out anymore. Uh, I, I was like, I need to stop this. I need to stop this. And, you know, so I would just leave my key inside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, the next one on the list here is on-route battery warm-up for third-party chargers, which is really cool. That's cool. So it's, yeah, it's a small, like, I find all these small quality-of-life improvements really add up yeah. to a really good user experience, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if, if that was a user request or not. Uh, I don't I don't recall I don't it. I recall but seeing it. Yeah, but that's cool. That's a cool little thing because, you know, now within the last two or three updates, now we can filter through third-party charger uh, charging locations and then level two and level threes and stuff like that so maybe that they took it upon themselves said you know what now that we have these in there we can also warm up the battery for those not just the superchargers so i thought that's pretty cool so i'm looking forward to that that's actually an update not to say any of the updates that have been coming through i haven't been looking forward to but this one certainly is how about the early access one but yeah i was gonna say you're not Wait yeah. down on this one because if yeah. you go all the way down, you should see about oh. the interior oh. camera for you guys. Is there an Easter egg? Yes, an interior. Well, you know what? I'm never going to be using this sucker. <laughs> so I don't know about you, you guys. That, it's more about they're trying to use that interior camera for safety improvements. So what it is is if you get in a wreck, you can give Tesla the ability to see the uh, the footage. So they can see how well the restraint systems performed during your accident. Is that what they want to see? Or do you think they want to see that you were texting or on your phone or something? Like that, and then they can say, <laughs> look, see, we have the video footage that, that he was it on autopilot. autopilot yeah, yeah. You, you got to wonder, right? But, um, yeah, you got to so, wonder how many people actually uh, toggle that on. So I saw that. a cabin camera, okay? And I was like, yes, finally. And um, then you read it. <laughs> And then I read it. So basically what I want is I want the cabin camera to have like dash cam sensor recording. Mm-hmm. Um, because if someone breaks into your car, you have your cabin camera on. And the other one I wanted to turn on for is for valet mode. 
I know people are like against it or whatever, but you can be pretty clear on the screen, like when it's in valley mode, you know. That you are being camera. recorded. Yes. Yeah, like people are. People don't like it, but anywhere you go nowadays, you're being recorded. Oh yeah, in yeah. any public space, it's just don't, the world. Yeah. Don't get me started with people's expectations for privacy in. But I was just saying, like, if you have <laughs> someone in your property and you're giving it out to them, I don't see why I can't have my camera inside my car record them. Like, if Preach. I put in my own dash cam camera facing towards the driver for whatever reason, um, it would record them anyway, right? So I agree. Why not have it with the software built in? And there are. Uh, uh, aftermarket dash cams that do have an internal facing cam for exactly this reason. Yeah. 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 And I think it'd be useful because I brought my car uh, there often enough, uh, especially when you see it on the app, they're like trying to take out the charger or whatever. And the guy's on the screen. Uh, one day he tried telling me that like the on screen thing got crashed. Like, I don't know. He had like this big elaborate story. I'm like, man, if only had internal, you know, yeah. camera on and, but, but, Okay, two things. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Franklin. Two things. A, if we get this cabin camera and it looks like this Tron display, then I'll use it, first <laughs> and foremost. And secondly, um, getting back to DJ, when you said you, you've taken, you've got a third party because you don't have the, the obviously, the, the uh, dash cam because you've got AP1. So with your third party camera, dash cam, when you take your car in for service at Tesla, do you find when you pick it up, they disconnect the camera? Every time. Every time. I, I've it's got. Don't ask me why. Is it a policy of theirs? Yeah. They, okay. They told me because I told them because the first time I didn't realize that they did it. So I was driving for like two days, and then I forget how I realized that it wasn't on, uh, and I'm like, oh, crap! Uh, <laughs> like my my dash cam is disconnected, and I realized I was at a service center. I'm like, oh, I bet you they did that on purpose for you know, privacy slash super secret Tesla stuff that we can't see, blah, 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 blah. I get uh, it. But yeah, they, they, they told me at the service center, you know, because I asked them, I'm like, hey, can you make sure you put that back in if you're going to disconnect hey, it? And that's like, that's, that's exactly it. It's <laughs> like, I get it. I get it for the privacy reasons, but let us know. If you and, and yeah. if you don't want to do it and you're saying it's your policy, I've never heard it being their policy, but I believe you. But let me know because, yeah, you're right. You, you drove down the road two days, right? I drove mm -hmm. a good hour. I got home and everything. Thank God I've got the dash cam on the Model 3. So my, my third party is just a backup to, to the uh, initial right. one. But I'd like to know that it was unplugged. That, that's well, what ticked me off a little bit. Truth. Okay, so when Century Mode just came out, I had to bring my car in, and they didn't unplug it. And truthfully, you don't see anything exciting. So, <laughs> makes you makes you guys feeling better. Yeah. No. And and I get I get you know these guys are talking about their family life to their coworkers and stuff. They don't want that recorded. I get that part. Right. But there's no audio. Mine there is. <laughs> mine there is. <laughs> mine there is. <laughs> You're talking about Century Cam. Yeah, yeah. Central yeah doesn't, doesn't give yeah. audio. No, no, we're talking third about party, the third party ones, buddy. Third party dash cam. Yeah. I absolutely have audio. Yeah, uh, but you know, getting back to this camera thing, um, it's good to see that they're doing this because Elon has always said when people have brought it up on Twitter. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. When people bring up this, you know, this uh, interior dash cam, can you use it for this? Can you use it for that? And he says it's going to be. When ride sharing comes, just wait. We're not turning it on to ride sharing. So now they're turning it on. I think they've opened a Pandora's box. Now it's like, I think, I could be wrong, but I'm thinking, you know, it'd be hard for them to say, 
well, no, we're waiting for ride sharing. It's like, no, you're turning it on for your own uh, data collection. So you can't use the ride sharing thing anymore. You should, you know, implement this camera and make it useful for people. Maybe ride sharing is closer than we think. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I say that jokingly. And we've lost DJ. <laughs> hey, I, I say that jokingly. Um, yeah. Yeah. But you know what, guys? Let's just finish off on a you know a mind blower here. Uh, our last topic, and it wasn't even going to be a topic at the beginning of the show, like I, 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 before the show. But at the beginning of the show, remember I to- told you there was some news that came out just before we uh, went on. This is one of them. It's an early access. And any any people in the early access program, you guys probably already know about this, probably because you got the email, but. Just within the last couple hours, guys, you'd say, now that we're at uh, 11.22 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, um, they're pushing, Tesla's pushing out uh, EAP for 2020.24.5.1. That's a mouthful. I don't know about you guys. Say that three times fast. Uh, I'll have a stroke. But anyways, in this update, (laughs) in this update comes cool cool things now the, it features now you have you're no longer required now i don't want to say it's explicit but the driver confirmation to confirm through uh green traffic lights when there is a lead vehicle ahead of you uh, that's not in a turn lane so basically for all the uh, traffic lights and stop signs uh, how we have to either touch that uh stock or touch the accelerator pedal to go through the green now it's saying when someone's in front of us now correct me if i'm wrong guys if i'm reading this correctly it's only for when someone's in front of us we don't have to we don't have to give that confirmation so this kind of tells me tesla's confident enough to say hey we know the light's green um we lost dax right no, so her. Nope, he's still okay. Here. Sorry. So it's Tesla's confident. Like the cars, Tesla's collecting all his data. They're verifying it uh, whether owners are saying yes, go through or not through green lights. So Tesla's confident enough to say, "Hey, the car can detect greens properly each and every time." Now it's a matter of is it safe to go through the intersection? So if the car in front of you is going through the intersection, they're kind of taking the plunge and saying, "Hey, if it's safe for them, it's safe for us, right?" Because we're the car behind them. Um, it's the next it's step. A good piece of, of logic, right? I mean, if you see a car in front of you, you see there's a green light, the car goes through the green light, you know you've got a green light for sure because the, the previous driver went in front of it, went went first. So it's it's a great again, just like and I said this when they released this feature, because I know Tesla caught a lot of shit for releasing this feature. And people are like, oh, you know, this this isn't ready, you know, you're you're making making people confirm. And I'm like, no, 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 that, that wasn't the case at all that was the safest way they possibly could have released the feature and they're getting confirmation that they're right or wrong every single time they see an intersection this is just a logical extension of that hey it's no different than car in front of you goes through you know it's green so yeah. let's go yep yeah yeah, yeah. it's like it's... autopilot nav yep. on autopilot same yep. same progression but it's this this here tells me that they're confident enough their data shows that they can detect lights and I know that doesn't sound like a big deal, but it is. Like, they're protecting them well enough to say, hey, we're going to believe what the car's saying now. 
It's yeah. a huge deal. Yeah, it is. I think it is a huge deal. And it, to me, I think this is maturing and growing faster than Navigate on Autopilot. Remember Navigate on Autopilot when we were supposed, when it told us it wanted to change lanes? We have to. It was a good, what, shake the wheel before they before they would let you not confirm that, wasn't it? I mean, I feel like that was a longer time than it took us to get to this. Yeah, but we still, up to this day, we still have to nudge the wheel to actually begin the process of the lane change. Like, when is that going to go away when it just does it on its own? <laughs> like, that's what I'm still waiting for. I, I may, maybe I'm the only one waiting I don't for that. Maybe this is a U.S. versus Canadian thing. Uh, I don't recall U.S. drivers having to do that. Now, again, I don't have a Model 3, so I can't uh, can't help you there uh, for constant or for, for definite. Yeah. But, man, I don't remember that being a thing... Uh, for us, um, but yeah, you used to have to. I think you had to hit the either hit the blinker or somehow confirm, uh, and then they took that all away. Well, so when it if first, you're out there, let me know if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'd be curious to know. I was always under the impression that you still, even in the U.S., you still have to uh, nudge the wheel like like it's like a nag. You have to put your hand on the wheel to show right. that you want to change lanes. The only thing, the only progression i know from nav on autopilot is you have to put the turn signal on and then it would turn now the progression was now it'll anticipate the lane change and all it doesn't want you to put the, it doesn't need you to put the turn signal on it just wants to know that your hands are on the wheel i thought that I know a lot of people were tweeting out uh, when they're doing all the nav on autopilot stuff a lot of people were tweeting out like cool we have this but can we have a less uh even like a no confirmation on autopilot because you're still kind of confirming now, and as far as I know, it is in the U.S. as well. But I could be completely wrong. Yeah, because I know the laws differences, and our laws are a little bit slower to adapt. Yeah, Transport Canada. Yeah, it's, we, it's, it's like you, guys, this. you poor guys always get everything after after we do. Well, you know, it's, it's that's exactly how Transport Canada works here. It's like they're like, oh yeah, we'll let the U.S. figure it out and go through the growing pains, and we'll sit back and watch. And it's like, oh. Four months later, oh, it's good? Okay, now you guys can have it. So I can almost track exactly how long it'll take for us to get features. And by by no means am I complaining, because if you look at Europe, where they get features that are, like, half-baked because of their laws, or other countries where, like, they're getting it way after us, so don't, don't take it as, like, I'm complaining or anything. No. But um, Transit Canada kind of looks at you guys. You guys are, like, the guinea pigs. Yep. All right, they're still alive. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll allow it. <laughs> Only... Uh, I'm not gonna make that joke. <laughs> I was gonna make a dead person joke, but no, I'm not gonna go there. But a couple other things with this um, early access uh, off update is now the stop line that would always glow red and be red when when it, you have to stop. Now when the light's green and it, you can go, it'll be green. So that's a cool little little neat visualization, I think. And by the way, this new feature that's coming out is going to be when you're on autopilot and when you're just on traffic aware cruise control. So both things, it'll work for both instances. I find the biggest problem with Tesla, they keep giving you uh, tidbits of like upcoming features where you're never really happy with the update you have. It's like, all right, I just got this <laughs> so update. I'm oh, great, I have this. And then it's like, wait a sec, I'm already outdated. Look what's coming. So... You always want what's next. It's so true. It, <laughs> we we're so spoiled, eh? It's like I like I said earlier. It's like 
we if we have to like manually move something like I was making that uh, analogy about the fold auto folding mirrors it's like we lose our minds and then regular people that aren't Tesla owners look at us and like we're snobs we you truly are a Tesla snob <laughs> uh, okay and and that's unless you guys have anything else to add for the topics we talked about that's a uh, topic time uh, and unless anyone in the You've been looking at it, right, Franklin? In, yeah, I've been in, following in the it. There's only been one question. Okay. If anyone uh, that's watching right now has a question, uh, a burning question that's been on your mind for the last two weeks and you've been dying to ask Franklin it, ask now or forever hold your peace. <laughs> so actually, I'll, I'll confirm Franklin's uh, uh, question. So Eric John Baptiste uh, mentioned, asked if the feature was enabled on autopilot. Uh, does it mean you don't need FSD? Uh, no, you do have to have FSD to have the, this feature. Um, but it works whether you're on autopilot or just on TAC. Uh, and it actually does say that in the uh, software update uh, notes there. That is correct. And you also need hardware 3. Yes. Oh, Dax, there's another one in the comments there. You want to go read that? Uh, your private comments? No, live comments. Uh. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, no, we're not. We're not going there. Um, but what I, what we did last episode in the episode before, I think we we just uh, took a few minutes before we wrapped up the show, and we just talked about. Uh, sorry, DJ, I didn't really uh, brief you on this little uh, topic that we do at the end of the show. Uh, at the beginning of the show, I didn't really give you a heads up. So by all means, if you don't have any stories, uh, you can s- sit this one out. It, that's absolutely no problem. But what we do is we just talk about, and, and like I said, we haven't had an episode in two weeks. So in the last, instead of a week, in the last two weeks, anything that, you know, test-related little episode in your life or little uh, story in your life that um, is test-related that we can share with one another. You have something, Franklin? I do, yeah. Okay. Well, you begin. And like I said... DJ, there's no uh, no pressure if you don't have anything. We we, we can uh, we can skip you, and if you do some, you have something, then by all means. But don't feel compelled to. We'll start with Franklin. So I was going for a walk with my dogs, and there's a good Tesla. story. Now moving on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I mean, going for a walk with my dogs this is a good story. It was nice outside. You um, said Tesla, so you can continue. So, uh, not on my street, but like a couple streets over, I've noticed there's been a Tesla car parked on the main road like every day. And finally, they get to park on the driveway. So I noticed, like, a little bit of damage on the side of their car. So I stopped to, like, I was walking my dogs again, and I stopped to look at it. And they pull up with their other vehicle beside it, and they're like, oh, do you like the Tesla? I'm like, yeah, I actually have one, but what happened to yours, right? So they said they got into a little fender bender with it, and uh, everyone was safe and everything else. But um, it's really cool. Like, after talking to them, I was telling them about all the different uh, events and community stuff that... Um, we used to do before the pandemic, I guess. And, (laughs) and, uh, long story short, we might be able to do, you you can make it long because I don't have a story. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, so basically, uh, we might be able to do a hosted event in the Ontario area, perfectly 100% legal in the very near future through this new connection I have. And I'll have more information about that. So if you're in, Ontario, you're part of our unofficial Tesla club. We might have a meetup soon uh, that follows all these social distancing rules. 
from talking to these people. That was awesome. That's awesome. Exciting. It's just a small world of how things work. That's cool because you know it's funny, and we haven't talked about this. And Franklin and I talk uh, off air privately in everyday life a lot sometimes. Uh, but I run a I run a couple uh, uh, Facebook uh, groups that's Tesla related, Model Y, Model Model Three, and everything. Oh, and by the way, Model Y is uh, starting to um, deliver here in in Ontario and in Canada in general, but especially so there's Ontario. Two, there's two questions, real quick, Dex. One okay. is the Model Y in Toronto. Oh, so the, it's funny. We were just—I was just about to talk about that. Yeah, the first <laughs> official one was delivered today in Lawrence. Yes, yes. And then they've had uh, our buddy Tesla Milton on Twitter. He was at uh, Oakville yesterday, and he saw like a ton of them, or like a bunch of them, right? So yeah. they are starting to deliver them in Toronto. Yeah, and I've in my group and my Facebook group, there's a, a few guys that have uh, reached out to me, and I've reached out to some of them. That uh, yeah, when they're when they're scheduled for their delivery, I will try to be there. I, I said to them, I said, you know, if you want me there or if I can come there, um, I don't want to take over. I don't want to ruin your day by me tagging along or something. I'll be there in the background, but if I can, I will uh, do some footage. Um, some keep people's faces out of it for <laughs> privacy reasons and stuff like that. I, but just I've to offered show. The same if yeah. you're in Ohio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you may get yours. You may get some footage before. Before we do here in Ontario, but they are they are starting too, starting with Toronto. Uh, well, and actually, I, I, I did have a, a Canadian. And actually, that's a good segue. I was about to say my my uh, back last week on the eighth, I did it on my show. Uh, I mentioned that it looked like Vancouver uh, was getting uh, their their deliveries coming very very soon if they hadn't already. And it sounds like you said they are. Yeah, they got they've got a handful that they've delivered in the last week in Vancouver. Um, one other question from Ed Jones, new. Owner Model Three, should I keep it on charge every time I am at home? Uh, the answer is yes. In short, um, Tesla actually optimizes your battery extremely well, especially when it's charged. Uh, it actually says in the manual to keep your car plugged in at all times. So if you have the ability to keep your car plugged in, do it because it's not going to hinder. It's actually going to help. Unless you're super, 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 super anal like I am. <laughs> and uh, there's a long long story for me on on why i do this it's basically since the the COVID did your cat just open a door by itself no my my wife uh, was sitting next to me and oh. she she headed out and now she's locked the cat in and he's going to be pissed about that because my dog you should have said yes uh, <laughs> I, I just heard the door and i looked up and the door cat. was closing a little bit and i see um, your cat there Holy. So, so just a quick aside here. The one of the major reasons they tell you to always keep it in uh, um, is they're assuming that you're going to be gone for a Let's long keep period this PG. Um, and <laughs> God, that was bad. Oh, <laughs> so they assume that you're going to be gone for long periods of time, and so yeah, if you're not going to be able to be there to kind of manage the car, then absolutely, definitely, always keep it plugged in. Uh, but for me, because of the COVID stuff going on, um, we're not going anywhere very often. And so what I have been doing personally, um, lithium-ion batteries, it, it, quick quick aside, don't like to be uh, fully charged or fully discharged for long periods of time. And so keeping them kind of in a 50% to 80% range, uh, if you're going to be sitting there for a minute, is great. Um, so... What I typically, what I've been doing through the COVID stuff has been 
if I go, you know, I'll charge to 90, but if I go somewhere, I'm not sweating plugging it back in. And then when I, when I get down below 50, I'll plug it back in. Um, that's, that's kind of what I've been doing. Uh, your mileage vary. You can choose to do it or not. Um, uh, because frankly, to Franklin's point, the, the battery management system in the cars is very, 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 very good. Um, so you don't really need to worry about it unless you're kind of like me and you're, you're just being anal about it for the sake of being anal about it. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it's fair. It's true. Like, it's true. I've, I've, I've heard that, that that's the sweet spot for the batteries. And have you been doing the same thing, Franklin? And I know you have been going many places. Well, I, I haven't gone anywhere. Like I've literally ran, like I got back into running. I've run more than I've driven over the last month. So yes, that's um, awesome. I literally don't go anywhere. I'm like extreme to the extreme. So that's what I was saying before. Like we're, I want to host a club event again. Uh, it will be like completely 100% safe, right? Um, yes. Oh, that's like, what we're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Especially come from me where I haven't gone anywhere. So uh, to answer your question, like I still keep my car plugged in just because, but I'm not like as anal about it as I used to because I know I'm not driving anywhere. So <laughs> at like I have 440 or 450 do I really need the force like the extra 20 kilometers that I'm missing that I'm yep. losing from drain? It's not going to make it or break it. Cause I'm not going anywhere anyway. No. So, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Things are a little more open here in Ohio. So um, in addition to being uh, an IT guy and a softball umpire um, or sorry, a Tesla fan, I am a softball umpire as well. So I do have to do some driving. Um, and basically what I'm doing, you know, I have to drive fair distances for that. So when I know I got an umpiring situation going on the next day, I'll, I'll pop it up to make sure that I've got plenty of charge. Cause sometimes I do have to go an hour away from, from where I'm at because of where I umpire. Um, but yeah, generally for me, like if, you know, if I charge it up to 90% and then I go to the store and I'm down to 87% after going to the store, I'm not sweating it. You know, I'll drop it another five percent not sweating it as long as you know when i get below 50 percent, then i'll worry about charging it or if i know i'm going somewhere the next day that's going to require you know some some beef to it well at my that- current driving rate if i drop like two percent on a drive i know i'm good for like the next i don't know three four years at my current <laughs> driving pace yeah sure sure yeah no you you actually got me pretty excited there franklin with the talk about um doing an event because the whole reason i brought up the Facebook groups that, that I manage is I've had people in the last month, uh, uh, members saying, you know, when are we, when are we doing? Cause in the previous years I've, I've organized and I've set up some of the uh, meetups and ride alongs and stuff like that. And we just haven't been able to do anything this year. So it's good news that you're, you're um, thinking of that because just let me know. And uh, there's, I've got about <laughs> About five thousand people in 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 my group that are itching to go for a drive somewhere. <laughs> and actually, so I'm going to coattail you real quick on that. Um, speaking of actual meetups, uh, you know, I got my my mug here, and I don't know if you can see That's it awesome. well. Uh, Tesla Owners Columbus is doing a meetup uh, tomorrow. Uh, it's a drive by for a nationwide children's hospital. Um, that getting a whole bunch of Teslas and driving by the hospital. So, oh, cool! Uh, if you're in the area. Uh, uh, they're at Ohio Tesla on Twitter. Uh, look them up and see if you can participate. Nice. That is such a cool thing. I, I, I hear these things and I think to myself, you idiot, Dax, why can't you think of something like that? <laughs> <laughs> huh. Okay, uh, Franklin? Yeah. Are we all done here? Yeah. No more, no more questions? 
No, we got them all covered. Okay, cool, cool. Well, we're going to wrap up the show, folks. Uh, I want to thank uh, DJ for for joining us. Thanks very much again. You were, you're were you awesome, and you are very informative and uh, gave some awesome input, unlike uh, Franklin did. We've got to bring him back. I really enjoyed him Yeah, uh, no, on the yeah. show. Yeah, that was good. Hey, I, I am a guest host whore, uh, so anytime you want me back, uh, just flip me an invite, and if I'm available, I'll probably... You know, I, I got to do Tesla Owners Online here a couple weeks ago. That was fun. Oh, yeah. uh, and I've done two Front Puppy podcasts now. So uh, yeah. this is my, my third p- different podcast I've been on. So, yeah, I'm happy to join you. You're a you celebrity, you. dude. You're a celebrity. <laughs> Earl, so it's funny. I went, really, like, four years. I went four years before I got on to a show that was not mine. Uh, so, <laughs> Well, see, I can't get on a show that's not mine, so I just started my own. <laughs> Well, uh, I was going to say, Earl's been pretty active with those uh, podcasts. Like, I, thought he was, I thought he was joking at first, uh, yeah. when he started putting in. Uh, so basically, there's a board, and we have like a private group chat and all that sort of stuff. But he started talking about it, like, and I'm like, yeah, there's no way he's messing around, because you know how Earl is, right? Yeah, you can't take him seriously. <laughs> yeah, and I was like shocked. He's like, yeah, we're actually going to do it. He set a time. I was like, oh, this is cool, so... <laughs> Uh, where where can people find you when you're not on uh, guesting people's podcasts, DJ? So if you're looking for the Tesla Tidbits podcast, yep. um, I, I am on uh, – can be found where all fine podcasts are served. Um, uh, although I do have to say I, I got an email from Google the other day talking about there's going to be changes to Google Podcasts. Uh, so I hope I'm still in the Google Podcast situation that I didn't have to actually do anything there. So – um, yeah, we'll see because I'm an iOS person, so I don't see Google uh, situations there. Uh, but yeah, you can find me basically anywhere uh, as far as getting podcasts. Uh, on Twitter, you can hit me at, at Tesla Tidbits. Um, and I am actually on Instagram too, at Tesla Tidbits. Uh, I'm less active on Instagram, but it's cool because I like Instagram because there are occasions where you know, I get a nice, nice picture of the, of the car or a Tesla or you know, whatever. And it's more kind of suited to the Instagram format being picture related. So uh, there, there is an Instagram as well. Um, other than that, I think that's kind of all for, for where you find me. Perfect. Perfect. So, you sound like someone I know that they're basically everywhere. What's, what's the term for that? Omnipotent? I I guess there is a YouTube channel too, uh, youtube.com slash Tesla tidbits. Uh, I don't do a lot of video uh, like we're doing here. Uh, I did actually do one here recently. I had an interview with uh, David Hodge, who's the developer of the Nikola app on uh, iOS. Uh, It's a third party Tesla app, which is pretty awesome. You should check that out if you get a chance. Um, So I did an interview with him and, you know, how, how he developed the app and how things are going with him. Um, but I think I've only done about 17 or 18 video episodes in the entirety of the four years. I did visit, I, I you know, I don't didn't really know about you guys at the time, but I did visit uh, Toronto last year sometime and visited Trevor oh, yeah? uh, from, from Tesla Owners Online. Oh, uh, sorry to hear that. Had a had an episode <laughs> with him, <laughs> and we had a good time talking together. Uh, so, but I did say that I definitely wanted to come back. So. At some point, I got to find you guys up there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, Trevor's an awesome guy. Uh, who, who, Trevor? Trevor? Who? Trevor? Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know. I, I have her written down on some page. Oh, oh <laughs> never heard of the guy. <laughs> oh, Trev. We got to get Trev back on. He's he's an awesome guy to to talk Tesla or just talk in general. 
Yeah, Trevor is good. Yeah. Even non his wife though? makes delicious snacks. Oh, too. Bev. Bev makes the best snacks. She, she what? There was something she made or brought or something. I remember Trevor. Anyways, I forget where it was. I think it might have been. Bev's a, was legend. It, it was at the drive-in, wasn't it? I mean, it might have been at the drive-in last year. I don't remember what she made, but I was helping him with uh, his. What was it? Was oh his automated automatic frunk. I was helping with the, or the trunk one rather. I was helping with the install, and she came up with something. I remember thinking, like, man, she's really good at baking. Like, this is so good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. did we? Oh, he's letting the cat out. No. Um. Yeah, and she had her baking channel, and uh, I don't know what happened. Like, so she's been doing updates for like baking tips of the day. Uh, she has recently. been. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, yeah, she's still going. I don't know she's why it's, I'm not getting it in my in my feed. I gotta I gotta take a look and see what's wrong. I thought I thought um, you know Trevor just got jealous and just banned her from YouTube or something. <laughs> <laughs> just know. to say, look, I got enough <laughs> not enough work to do with my own channel. Forget yours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, somebody, no, it was no, not not you, Mother Frunker. Somebody in the chat, uh, Andrea K. Want to know if uh, I have Instagram? I do have Instagram. Uh, I don't update it as often as as YouTube and Facebook and uh, sometimes even Twitter. So I do have Instagram. Uh, I'll. I think it's Tesla Talks. I think there's an underscore somewhere there. If you search Tesla Talks, um, you'll you'll find me. You'll find that logo. To just if you're watching in the top right hand corner, you'll find it there. But like I said, I'm not. I I, I wish I was more prevalent on on Instagram, but I'm not as much. So I just wanted to answer uh, Andrew's question before too long. But Franklin, I wanted you to tell everyone where they can find you. You have at, t- 10 at seconds. Home. Go. At home. At home. Okay. There you go. <laughs> no, where, uh, where can people M- find you on social media if they want to get hold of you and want to pick your Oh, brain? sorry. That's a different question. M. Frunker on Twitter, uh, Mother Frunker on YouTube. And I'm on Instagram as well, but I don't use it all that often. Can you give everyone your credit card number? Uh. Next week. Next week. Oh, yeah. you heard it here f- first, folks. Next week, Franklin will be giving live on the air his credit card number for everyone. That's right. Now, give me a hint. The first four are four, 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 four. I thought it was one, 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 one. Anyways, we're gonna play bingo for it. Or something. You had you had to be listening to the beginning of the show to understand that inside joke, folks. Anyways, guys, anything else to add? Before uh, we go, Dax, where can we find you? Oh, you can. No, I hate when you do. You can find me exactly where you're watching here <laughs> on YouTube under Dax M. Uh, Tesla talks everything else. Um, Twitter, uh, like I said, Instagram. I'm on Facebook, but I'm not under Dax M. I'm not under Tesla talks. You can just find me in my. Canadian channels, which is the Model 3 Canadian group, the Model Y Canadian group. And I also have a Cybertruck channel that just, for some reason, not channel, when I keep saying channel, I mean group, uh, it was hovering around the 1,000 mark. And then for some reason this week, I don't know where the influx of, of members came, but I'm up to over 2,000 people now. So Cybertruck, if you want to talk Cybertruck, search me for me on, um, or search for my group on Facebook, if you're brave enough to be a Facebook person. And that's where you can find me. That guy, I I couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, I I know so many people like you to say that. I'm still, I'm still kicking the can. Sometimes I uh, stuff on Facebook makes me. But you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm committed. Like I, I run these these groups, and they're getting bigger and bigger. I, I'm committed to to follow through and 
do stuff. Because like I said, five minutes ago, I said people are like asking me just in the last month, like, when are we doing a next meetup? When are we doing an extra drive? So I can't just close the channel now or the group now. <laughs> right. Anyways, that's it for me, folks. That's it for all of us. Join us here next week. If we're not here next week, because it is summer, I'm thinking I, I'd like to do it every week, but it may be every two weeks. I'm not sure yet, folks. But join us here. Let's just say for now, safe to say, next week. Same time, same place. And you know when I say that, that's not true. But uh, look on Twitter. Look on, on uh, um, YouTube here. The best thing to do is uh, subscribe. If you can subscribe, what I usually do for these uh, podcasts is I'll put it out a good 24 hours before as a premiere. And it'll show up. If you subscribe to me, it'll show up in your feed. It'll show up in an email or something. And it'll notify you that the podcast is coming up. Thanks for watching, folks. We will catch you on the next one. Take care. Bye-bye, everyone.